All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of In the Valley Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. He's a friend of mine, big entrepreneur. He's actually inspired me to do a lot of other things. Jesse Ray. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. How are you? Hey, it's an honor, man. It's an honor. I'm excited. I know. Me too. We've from when we first met to now has been it's been a long time. I feel anyway. I don't know if it truly has been. I don't know the exact time, but dude, we met by what you slided into my DMs. It happens, man. Yeah. You know, I, I heard you on a podcast and I was like, this guy is so relatable. And then I realized you're in Arizona. I just moved here probably a couple months ago. And so I was like, I gotta connect. Yeah, we had we were there and down oh midtown. We had some tacos, mm-hmm. talked it out, and it was since then. Shit, you were working your W two still then. Yeah. You're planning on what you wanted to do for financial independence. I already hit my fine number, so I was fine. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go back. Yeah. Let's go back. Let's talk about Jesse Ray before you even moved here. Okay. Jesse Ray before here. What did you do? Where were you from? And how'd you come here? Yeah. So my story I always talk about comes from being a Cabana boy. I was in Portland, Oregon. I was a Cabana boy, and that was like my high school college job. And then, like everyone says, my family's go get a uh, degree and go find a good job, right? Problem was, I got the degree, couldn't find a good job. And so I went to the one job I knew I can get, Cabana Man. So I was managing other Cabana boys. Long story short, did that and then realized I was putting on this light blue shirt one day. And I was like, something's got to change. And that's really when I started going to personal development, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I know we're big fans of that book. Yeah, shout out Robert Kiyosaki. Shout out Robert Kiyosaki. And then from there, I was like, all right, he got a job in copier sales. So I ended up doing the same thing through a family friend, got introduced to copier sales, did that for five, six years. And then just got to a point where my inner circle, my friend group, I won't say I outgrew them, but I just had a different mission in my you know, life and different you know, goals. And so- That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I was doing the partying, I was having fun, but then realized like, I wanna do more with my life. I wanna inspire others. And decided to one day I read a tweet that said, Life hack, move out of your hometown in your 20s. And I don't know if I told you that, but that was like the catalyst to make me go. Outside. That's why you moved? Bro, literally, that was from the last. From the, <laughs> I was obviously thinking about, yeah. all right, how do I get around other people? How do I surround myself with good influence? And I was like, you know what? Let's just get out of Oregon. That's a little rainy, a little gray skies every single day. A little depressing. A little depressing, not going to lie. COVID happened. We got shut down and yeah. locked in the house. And I was like, I got to make a move. And this is the time that tweet, tweet pushed me to actually go do it. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So then when you decided to do that's when, I don't remember. I think when you moved here, you had bought a house. Mm-hmm. Your job was a remote job. <laughs> So you didn't so actually, it was remote for COVID, right? Or it was remote shit? for COVID. Yeah. And then technically, no, but we were stuck in the house. So we couldn't go do business to business door knocking to try to sell copiers. And so what actually happened was I was like, I want to go to be my son while I'm still doing this job. So I moved out here. I bought a house out here, but didn't officially move out here. Still have my place in Portland. And so I started doing some sales remotely. And then they said, hey, we got to be back in the office. I was like, hmm. 80 degrees of sunshine or 40 <laughs> degrees of rain. Yeah. So <laughs> they didn't know this, but I was actually flying in for a one so week like meetings. Okay. So I was going back for the meeting and then coming back here. And hey, better stuff. to ask for what? Forgiveness than permission. Right. right? Sometimes that's what you have to do. I like it. I like it. So that's when we connected. 
Yeah, we yeah. connected after you bought your first house. Yeah. You listened to a podcast that I was on. I was on Craig Curlop's podcast, Investify. You reached out to me on Instagram. Yeah. And you just wanted to learn a little bit more about yeah. real estate, how to hit financial independence. And at that time, you were doing the house hacking strategy here, yeah. correct? Yeah. And I'll even say, like, for people watching and listening, yeah, this wasn't an overnight process of getting my first house. It was five years of analysis paralysis. Oh, good to five know. Five years yeah, of, fun. I think I can do this, but I don't have the confidence to do this. Because you didn't own a house in Oregon, right? No, I just was renting a studio by myself and yeah, okay. spending way too much money, by the way. And that's why we created the companies we've created. Yes. Yeah. I was living what my problem was. I needed a solution for that problem. Okay. No, that's fair. We'll continue the story. Shit. Yeah. Then they told you, hey, come back in. Yeah. What did what'd you decide? <laughs> did you let them know, hey, I'm not coming? Like, yeah. how'd it go? My parents actually decided to move out here as well. Oh, so I have little I siblings and one of my little siblings had an allergy and this Oregon was terrible for his allergies out here, no allergies. So actually it was two things. One, my parents moved out here with the family. So I'm like, all right, Everyone, all my friends still want to come out to Arizona because it's a tourist destination. So I'm not really losing anything if I stay in Portland. Huh? So I ended That's up true. just saying, hey, my family's moving to Portland or moving to Arizona. So I'm actually going to end up staying out here. So that's how that conversation went. And then. Um, Did they try to retain you at all? Or they were just like, cool, deuces? Or Could you still do remote sales online if they wanted you to? Whatever nah, the case that, was? that company was, I had to be in the office. Cut I was through. also a sales mentor. So okay. I had to be there to show, hey. This is how you do yeah, things, yeah, no, that's fair. Et so you quit your job. So no, I didn't quit. Okay. I just told them I'm going to come here. And so I came here. I took a month. I went to Mexico. I was like, okay, this is cool. I got one house, but now I need to find another job. So that's where I found a job that was software sales. Okay. So I think when we met. That's when we connected sales. when you're still here. Okay. So that's when you decided to get into software sales. Yeah. Moved to Arizona. You're still doing tech, pretty much the same thing. Sales. Yeah. Normal corporate job. Yeah. And then where did you get the light bulb to purchase another house? Because you have yeah. two houses that are walking distance. We could. Yeah. We're in one of the houses, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we're in the office. And we can walk to his other rental. Yeah. So you were, for those people that don't know, house hacking is where you live in part of the room or unit. And you rent out the others to offset or cover all of your mortgage. Mm -hmm. You were doing that here. You are house hacking here. What made you decide to go buy another property? You were doing analysis paralysis for five years. What made you jump to getting another property within what, 12 months? No, like eight months. Okay, yeah. even sooner. Yeah. You went from five years to buying one and then eight months another one. So what made that decision? When was that light bulb? Yeah, it actually goes back to that first house, man. It's pen to pad, man. Like I actually wrote down my goals. And I think okay. so many of my friends have the same like thought process where I have goals. I'm like, did you write it down? Because that's what changed for me. I actually wrote it down. So between the time I wrote down my goal and the time I bought my first house, it took 30 days to find this house. Wow. Five years of analysis paralysis. I wrote it down. Boom, now it happens. Because now it's like Mamba mentality. Kobe, I think, has this quote where it's like your subconscious. It's like a written agreement to yourself. That's right. You're yeah. not going to let yourself down, especially if you write it. And so that was how I got my first house, second house. On that same paper, I wrote down buy another house within the first year. So I wanted two. How did you find that house? The second house? Yeah. Oh, this is a fun story. So across the street, there was a house that I wanted. I actually had conversations with the guy and he said, yeah, man. It was know. like on the MLS or something? Uh, or no, this was just, just talking to the dude? relationship. Okay. So he's, hey, I see what you're doing. I love your model. I'll sell you my house. So I'm like, cool. Go over there, inspect it. Everything is great. It's even better house than I thought. 
he gives me a verbal. Yeah, I want to work with you. We draft up the agreement. I start talking to my coach at the time to try to help me out through the process. And then the next day, he says, hey, man, just sold it to Open Door for $20,000 more. Oh, this is when oh. everybody was getting crazy Bro, prices. Yes, marketing. It was so hard. Uh, so that's why I knew. I thought I was like, oh, this is perfect. He's going to hook me up. And then he sells that house. And this is like probably three months before the end of the year. So okay. now I'm like. End of 2021. End of 2021. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm like nervous. I'm like, I'm not going to hit my phone. Like I have to close. It's probably going to take 30, 45 days to close on a house. Yeah. I have to go find the house. So what I ended up doing, I watched a show that kind of inspired me called Undercover uh, Billionaire. Undercover Billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, Grant Cardone. Yes, yes. Yeah. That was a dope show. Yeah. Monique actually became a friend. Really? Yeah, long story, full circle moment. But I actually reached out to her on Instagram and was like, hey, you inspired me. I'm going to go buy another house because of your, your show. And so that Saturday, I put on a backwards hat and I acted like I was just jogging in the neighborhood because I've done door knocking, but for businesses. And I've heard wholesalers door knock homes. I'm like, what's the best area to do it? I already know this area. So why don't I just knock on all my neighbor's doors? So that Saturday, I went out. It was super hot and just went to the door, just knocking. Hey, this is actually my pitch. I was like, hey, I'm your neighbor. I have a friend who's going to rent my house, so I'm not homeless. I'm looking to see if there's another house in the neighborhood I could buy. Are you looking to sell? That was my pitch. I go house to house. It's a clever one. Yeah, it's a shot of... And you're not in a fucking suit. Exactly. I think that's the thing, too. If any wholesalers out there, don't look like you're... Yeah, don't look like you're a salesman. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So how'd it go? It went... How many houses did you knock, actually, before you got a decent response? So that Saturday, I went two, three, four blocks. I would say probably 60 houses. Okay. And a lot of people were not there, so it was pretty quick. And then I see a house across the street from the park. And this is the house that we're in, the one I ended up getting. And I said, all right, this is the last house. It's getting dark. I'm not Swedish Jamaican couple. Oh, Jesse, come in. Yeah, this is our place. Uh, but we're renters. So I'm like, oh, okay. At least I met a cool neighbor. Before I leave, they say, what? We actually just bought a house. I'm like, wait, so this house is going to be for sale? They say, yeah, you want us to connect? I say, absolutely. That same day we put in the offer, 30 days later, we bought this house. Before the end of the year? Literally 30, like that same first day I door knocked. <laughs> I closed wow. 30 days later on an offer. I made on same one day. day door knocking? Crazy, yes. That's insane. I know. You get this house mm-hmm. for, you don't have to tell me the price because I don't really yeah. care. But you got the house yeah. because you wrote down your goals. But I think one thing to talk about too is just because you wrote down your goal, you didn't say, okay, I wrote it down. Please come to me. Mm-hmm. No. You went out there and took action. 100%. And I think that's a lot of where a lot of people fail. You can write down your goals. You can have a game plan. You could do your analysis. You could do your paralysis. But what? You had to take action in order for you to get the house. 100%. And one thing I'll add is even that story where the neighbor, I could have got discouraged. And I, honestly, I did for a couple of days. I said, all right, God, I guess it's not in your timing. I was like, wait, why am I using God as an excuse of, to not keep pushing? And so I, kind of like a quote that I probably heard from somewhere else, but if God shuts a door, go back and check to see if it's unlocked. And yeah. So that's what I did. I said, let me go knock on a bunch of other doors, see if one of them was unlocked and this house happened. I like that. Unlocked. So that's yeah. A good, yeah, that's a good quote. All right. So you get this house. Yeah. Now what? So now I'm also thinking about my Because what the hell was the point of getting that other house? I exactly. Thought. That was just a goal where it's, I want to build my portfolio. And this okay. is where like growth house, really the light bulb moment for that happened. Okay. Because I'm at that first house. I'm realizing, okay, rental properties, house hacking is amazing, but I still have my W2 job. I want to get out of that. What can I solve? What problems can I solve? And how'd that be a business? 
And I realized in those six, seven months where I'm around like-minded people living in a house together, it's making my confidence grow because they're entrepreneurs, they're business professionals. I'm like, the people hey. that you're sharing the house with. Exactly. And yeah. they're loving this. They're even paying a premium to stay in this house because it's like-minded people. And probably like, staying longer. hundred percent. And so I'm like, wait a minute, who do I want to hang out with on a consistent basis? I want to hang out with other entrepreneurs. I know there's other people in that same position. So why not the next house I create, we call it growth house, growth in all aspects of life, but really target. So it wasn't a weed house. No, yeah. Sounds not like a, cannabis not, house. Not a growth house. <laughs> you don't know how many people are like, so where's like the operation? I'm like, there's no operation. <laughs> Different type of growth. So yeah, that's what we ended up doing. Growth house became like our entrepreneur. House. Explain it. What is growth house? Yeah. For people so, that don't know what growth house is. So essentially at first it was like, hey, just stay for 12 months around like-minded people. Now we're trying to change it a little bit to have it be like a three-month sprint. Flexibility stay. Exactly. You come here locked in, you're only here for 90 days. So let's your goals of 12 months, condense it. 90 days, you're around other people who are gonna check you, hold you accountable, weekly meetings, monthly masterminds. I know you came to a few of them. Yeah. And just really building community. And we actually take that community that we built in the house and also going online and creating an online community, which we're going to launch probably Q1 or Q2 next year. Okay. So congratulations. Congratulations. Great. Yeah. I think there's a lot to unpack there, yeah. but I think what you what drove me, I, I wouldn't say drove me, but inspired me about that story is the fact that yes, you got the house and everybody knows buying rentals is great. Down, down the road, you're going to build appreciation. They're going to get paid off eventually. But what was cool was you realized, I want to quit my job. Mm -hmm. But I also really like, I'm in a new state where I don't know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And rather than meeting the same crowd that I was in, let me get around people that I want to be around. And you realize, hey, it's probably a problem for not only you, but other people that are your age yeah. or our age because it's like the people that are our age they're still partying they're having fun which is that's not bad mm -hmm. like you said you did not grow them but you just had different goals yeah and because you had different goals you were able to surround yourself with those certain people and then that's what made you realize hey i should do this over here mm -hmm. at this house but i think the biggest highlight of that entire story was you saying what is the problem and how can i find a solution yeah, 100%. Because I think that's the biggest part where a lot of, there's a lot of businesses you could do. There's a lot of ways to make money. Mm -hmm. Everybody says to provide value, but what does that mean? Yeah. And that means taking a common problem and finding a true solution. Mm -hmm. And you found it, but not only by putting like-minded individuals around you, but you also made it affordable. Mm -hmm. Does it sound crazy that a room can get 900 to $1,100 a month. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sounds insane. You're only renting one room, yeah. but where on earth I know here in Arizona, I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. You cannot go get an apartment, a house, anything for a flat fee of a thousand dollars a month and get access to common areas, all utilities included with Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. And you still got your own privacy. Yeah. It's not like you're sharing a bedroom with anybody. You still got your own a house, like, and it's furnished. Yeah, exactly, that's pretty hard to find in today's world. So the fact that you truly seen the problem and created a solution mm -hmm. is what allowed you to elevate your game, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So when you go ahead and do that, you get that done. You, I know I can't say get that done because that shit sounds like so easy, but 
obviously it took a lot of time and a light bulb to go off. Growth House is growing. When did you truly quit your job and how were you able to quit your job? Yeah. Because during this time, you're still doing sales. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually, I don't think I've ever shared this story. So it might be the first time. So I'm working with this company and creating growth outs at the same time. Okay. Mind you, I'm living in my kitchen because this house, the other house is fully rented. Okay. This house is being remodeled. So I'm literally living, I got my bed in my kitchen while the house is being remodeled. I'm working from the computer, remote sales, and I want to paint the picture of what my life was looking yeah, like at the okay. time. I like so I'm living in the kitchen and we, we're doing great. But the thing is, I just started with this company. So I don't have any proof that I can buy a house or anything. No, not even that. So I already had the second house, but I'm in training with the company. And obviously when something happens and something happened in the company where they said, we got to cut half a team. All right. Who's the top producers? I'm still in training. So I have no results. You definitely not getting, you're definitely getting I'm, cut. On the chopping <laughs> Mind you, I'm coming from being like the top salesperson on my other company. Never in my mind would I ever think getting fired or getting let go was ever going to be a, a Was this a COVID thing or what? No, nah, man. Actually, I don't remember, but I don't think so. I think it was just like, hey, just this is not performing as well, this whole team in general. I could be wrong. I get an HR email and the email says, hey, love to connect with you or something like that. I'm like, I'm not thinking anything of it. Hop on there and they basically say, hey, half the team's going to let go. Jesse, you're one of them. And I'm just like, don't let go. Mind yeah, because I'm never out. I've never been. Have you ever been I've, fired? No, never. Oh, dude, everyone gets fired at least one. I know. Mine was Dairy Queen. Dairy I got Queen? fired from Dairy Queen. Oh, man. Yeah, I so I was in high school and I got a job on the weekends for Dairy Queen. And we at the time we we're looking at colleges. Mm -hmm. So every weekend I'm like, hey, I can only work weekends, but hey, I, I gotta have this weekend off. Yeah. I gotta get this weekend. They're like, bro, you don't even come to work. Yeah. So every time I go there, it's like, oh, shit, it felt like a new employee. I didn't know how to make anything. That was my first job, and I got fired. And yeah. It's soul-crushing, bro. Mm. And I'm sure you felt the same way mm -hmm. when you're going coming from the top salesman mm -hmm. to getting just, hey, Jesse, it's time to let go. How'd you yeah. feel in that moment? I felt strange because I won't say I felt sad. Honestly, I almost smiled because I remember in the back of my head that one of the goals that I also wrote down was quit corporate. February 2022. When did you get fired? Remember that date, okay? okay? I'll continue the story. Okay, go ahead. So I bought a second house, living in the kitchen. I get this HR email, Jesse, we have to let you go. But they say, hey, we either have a severance package or you can join a different team. That's going to pay you a little bit less, but you can still be employed. At this time, I've never taken that leap, but in the back of my mind, I'm adding up the rental income from both of the houses. Damn, they can replace my salary right now. Obviously, commissions is a huge factor of making a, a good living in sales. And I was making, I was not high six figures, but around 200K. Mm -hmm. That was my projection, 200 to 250. That's what I was going to start making in this new job. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to be able to make that. But I'm going to be able to make at least six figures from these rentals. So when I get that email, I say, hey, I'm too scared still in my head. So let me talk to this other manager and take that other role. I get on the call with those people, the managers for that team. And I love the company, but for whatever reason, those two managers just rub me the wrong way. I'm on the call. What's your sales cycle? Why is your counter not full? I'm like, my counter's not full because you guys just fired me. What do you expect me to do? I'd rather leave in a couple of days. Why should my counter be full of new meetings for the next person? And so at the last question they asked me, they said, Jesse, sell yourself to us. I don't know. 
for whatever reason, I just was like, no. So I looked at them and I said, and this is over Zoom, I said, hey, can you remind me what the salary is? And they told me the salary. And I said, nah, you guys can't afford me. And that's how I ended it. <laughs> so that's that was, savage, That's bro. how I ended it. Obviously, I'm not that type of person to want to be savage in that way. Yeah. But just, I didn't want to sell. And then it clicked for me. I'm really selling myself to this company. When I know I can create other things that are more valuable to other people, I know how to bigger plan, bigger purpose. So that's how I left it. I said, you guys can't afford me. Pleasure doing business. I had one last month in the higher role that I was originally planned for. Ended up becoming the top rookie uh, producer in the company for that one month. Wow. And then they said, hey, you want to stay? I said, no, nah, I'm already out. <laughs> what about the severance package? Oh, yeah. So to recap that story. Yeah. I went back to the lady. I said, hey, I really appreciate you letting me interview for that lower position. I decided not to do it. Can you talk to me about the severance package? Yeah, Jesse, we'll pay you until February 2022. <laughs> I'm like, if that's not a sign from God. That's a sign. That's Jesse, come on. Stop being what? Shit. Like, let's Here, go. bro. Yeah. Here, bro. <laughs> exactly. Damn. Like, all right, I'm all in. I'm an entrepreneur now. I got houses. Let's go. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's that my, is a crazy story. story. I never knew that. I never knew that. I don't think I've ever shared that. So. Wow. Cool. I appreciate you sharing that. That's a Absolutely. dope story. I think it'll connect with a lot of people, especially because scary to quit your job yeah. take a leap of faith and go do something mm -hmm. but the fact that you just you technically didn't sure you did it for sure but the fact that god was lining these things up for you moment yeah. after moment you weren't walking through the damn door so he's opening these doors keep opening them and you don't and i think the fact that you finally took action shows hey if you take action you have these goals and you take actions results will happen 100%. Results will happen. So that's insane, bro. So there's, well, there's a quote that I like right now. It's called, it says, dreams of clarity. No, it, clarity and action turn dreams to reality. Your yeah. dreams and clarity turn dreams to reality. I like that. So, yeah, and it's so, so true. Clarity and then also taking action like we talk about to make your dreams actually happen. Mm -hmm. So when you decided to take this severage package, yeah. they're paying you to February 2022. Yeah. What month was that you stopped working? I think my last where I set that record was in December, and then I so just a couple months. I decided January off. Okay. So, when you had that time off, obviously you had a lot of time to reflect yeah. on what you want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, you now learned the value of who you are. What did you decide to do? I mean, you have these two houses, yeah. and you're like thinking, "What the hell am I gonna do now?" Yeah. So what is it? What happened? Where's that light bulb came off? Yeah. Did you decide I'm going to keep expanding growth house? Yeah. Did you decide I want to do something else? Tell me a little bit about what you're thinking there. Yeah. The first year that 2022 is all in, like, how do I make this growth house thing a scalable business? Okay. And so like you come to some of our events, we were holding monthly events and then we did weekly masterminds within the community. Both houses ended up having founders and entrepreneurs. Okay. And about 12 people come hang out like almost daily over here at the house and just strategize whiteboard sessions. It was, it was Is that still going on today? So we took a pivot because we realized it's harder to scale that. Yeah. And a lot of other companies I started realizing are out there doing it on a small level like I was. But Jesse, we're stuck too. We can't figure out how to scale. So that's one of the reasons we said, okay, let's take a break on focusing just on the in-person. That's why we haven't done events as much. Let's turn it more into an online community. Okay. So that's where the process is for Growth House. But in that same aspect, it was, what about everyone else who might not want to be an entrepreneur? 
might not want to go all in on themselves because it's risky and it's scary. And so there's so many other people that hit me up that were business professionals that were just flight attendants or working just a regular W-2 job that said, Jesse, I want to be a part of this, but I'm not an entrepreneur. And that's how Rent Smart Rentals came about. Okay. Right. Before we get into that, yeah. hold on, hold on. Yeah. I want to, we will touch base on that. But one thing that kind of about your story that I want to touch base on before we get into that mm -hmm. was you said, I was able to replace my salary mm -hmm. with my rentals. Yeah. From your story, you never said you bought another rental. Yeah. I own five yeah. and I don't make the amount of money that you do on two rentals. Yeah. So how were you able to make a six-figure salary mm -hmm. on just two rentals? And then we'll talk about how from your vision of Growth House and the people that are reaching out to you is how you founded the other company, of mm -hmm. course. But how in the world are you able to achieve someone's salary just on two rentals? Yeah. So talk about that first. Man, how I got in the game was house hacking. And then once you move out of that house, you now have an extra bedroom open, right? Yeah. Um, I purposely only knocked on the houses in my neighborhood that had casitas as well. So ADU, mother-in-law suites. So that's a huge additional income source. Uh, either put on Airbnb or rent it out uh, separately. So it was just rent by bedroom. That was okay. the way that I was able to make so much money through the rental game. But also, I always have to say, hey, I came in at a good time. The rates were two, three. Right now, they're, I think, at eight. Seven so, and a quarter. Seven and a quarter. So at the same time, That's I always true. have to go back and say, hey, at the end of the day, yeah, I was able to have a low mortgage. So that definitely helps from just two houses being able to produce that kind of cash flow. That's true. But I also don't want to diminish that or downplay your story because the way you're doing it, you cash flow today with the seven and a quarter rate. Hundred percent. Yeah, we're still so. So I want to, and the reason why I want to highlight that is because a lot of people are like, oh shit, I can't invest. Mm -hmm. oh, I can't do rent by the room. I can't do this because Jesse got in too soon. Like I'm too late. Yeah. So I want to highlight that point because although yes, that's a huge factor into how much you can cash flow, mm -hmm. but it's still yes, timing is awesome, yeah. but it can still work today. And 100%. so. With that being said, we're gonna. If you don't mind, I'm gonna ask you a little about those numbers. Let's break it down. So you have two houses. Correct. That's all you have. Yeah. Two houses that you own, yeah. and you're able to quit your job. This is mind blowing to me, bro. Yeah. So, out of those two houses, how many bedrooms do you have? Let's see. This house that we're in right now has six bedrooms plus an office plus a ADU unit of casita. Okay, so six bedrooms. Mm -hmm. We won't count the casita yet. Okay. Six bedrooms. How many bedrooms do the other house have? The other one has five bedrooms and a casita as well. Okay, so that's a total of 11 bedrooms and two casitas. Correct. On average, how much do you get a month for the casitas? Casitas fluctuates, but about 1800 to 2200 Okay, so we'll say 2000 bucks. Yeah. 2000 bucks. that's four grand right there. Yeah. How much are your mortgages earning on each property? About 2022 2200 and about 2000 Okay, so $2,200 bucks on each one. You get to cover just your mortgages almost on those two casitas. Yeah. Now, this is the crazy part to me. How much are you renting each room for? So on average in these two houses, I think a thousand is the lowest. And then depending on lease length, etc., it can go up to for a master, I think fifteen fifty was the most expensive. <laughs> That's insane. And what's crazy though, and even though it sounds like very expensive, <laughs> yeah. You are not just putting these people here and never talking to them. Mm -hmm. You've built, you grew that community, but also 
That's all utilities included. Mm -hmm. That's Wi-Fi included. Yep. They have their own personal locks on each room. Yep. And you send cleaners here weekly. Yep. So it's not just a normal house and that's it. And I think that's a benefit. Uh, point to highlight because it allows you to keep up with the house mm -hmm. if anything a lot of people would say renting by the room is, is more risky than renting long term i would say the opposite because talk about it long-term renters you're gonna know that you're gonna have like probably three to four thousand dollars of damages easily you haven't seen the house in probably four or five years when they've been renting not only that but then you gotta that's any other maintenance that you did before yeah. where you're coming in here weekly with the cleaner yeah so they're, keep, they're keeping up with your property way more than if it was be a long-term rental because you don't got to pay for those. Mm -hmm. So you're renting. There's 11 bedrooms that I that we counted yeah. on average a thousand bucks per run. About average about that. It's eleven thousand. Yeah. Plus the four thousand. Mm -hmm. That's fifteen thousand dollars a month in gross rent mm -hmm. on two houses. Yeah. That's insane, bro. That is insane. So congratulations for that, bro, because it's insane, but it's also, okay, we'll take just the mortgages. You got to include the utilities. You got to include the cleaners. Mm -hmm. What? You're maybe paying less than half on expenses? Less than half on what? 15K on your oh, overall inspect yeah. ex expenses, probably six grand a month. Nowhere close. Actually, about, has to be. about 3500 I say, all in with the mortgages. Yeah, per house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's seven grand. Yeah. So you're able to cash flow eight grand. Yeah, around eight. It's 100K a year. Yeah. Six figure salary on two houses. Yeah, it's possible. Congratulations, bro. Yeah. And now, everybody knows these numbers. Now let's talk about the company that you just launched. Rent Smart Rentals. So this is what allowed you to launch Rent Smart Rentals. Mm -hmm. And please get into that story. Yeah, I think we had a great point. It's like either playing to not lose or playing to win. And now that I had that cushion that Six Figures is able to sustain my lifestyle, now I'm able to comfortable lifestyle. Now I'm able to think outside the box, take some risks. Hmm. And so I think that's another thing to, it's like people have kind of two thoughts. Burn the bridges, go all in. Your back is totally against the wall and you might be homeless if your business doesn't go well. For me, I'm like, I like a little bit more security. So I'm like, at least I have this baseline source of income. You took some chips off the table. Exactly. And that's, this is two ways to think of it. And so that's how I did it. And then Rent Smart Rentals was people reaching out saying, hey, Jesse, can I get involved with the growth house? I'm seeing all these people reach out to me. I'm like, why don't we also serve this community, this group of people who also want to have a furnished place, everything paid for and they're looking to probably save up for a house and so the cool thing is, is that a lot of people now are reaching out to me that are in the rent smart community saying hey can you help us go buy houses because we want to do something that you're doing and i'm all for that and people think i'm crazy is you're taking your best people in the houses we call them members and then going and having them go buy their own house yeah it's all about growth for me like i that so, i'm here to serve i'm here to solve problems through the business and if you're ready to take that next step and you want to leave our community to go buy a house I'm 100% all in on that. I just got back from an investor meeting with someone that does rent to own. I'm like, this is perfect for some of our people. Ah, so, yeah, yeah. This, this, I this think that's huge. It's super cool. That's huge because I think a lot of people would say, dude, hell no, don't help them because they're feeding you. Exactly. But in reality, there's enough business to go around. There's so many people here that can rent. There's so many people that a thousand bucks for a living cost is like, dude, they're like, hell yeah. yeah. Are, are you, a, I'm going to ask a question. 
couple questions about this rent smart pro what, yep. rental smart what is it rent smart rent tongue twister rent smart rentals yeah, okay let's call it rent smart okay so rent smart are you just renting to single people let's say i want i had a girlfriend mm -hmm. and i wanted to rent one of your bedrooms yeah so for us Can it's I do single that? person occupancy okay so it's just one person per room. okay if you that's want fair. to do two rooms 100 percent. okay no that's fair so I will ask that because I know there's going to be a couple questions, people that are interested. Obviously, people that are interested in the Rent by the Room strategy, Jesse Ray, we'll, get, we'll be going to be able to link all of his information on the description and the bio for any other things that you guys want for a Rent by the Room strategy. But I, I say this and I ask this because when we're talking about renting by the room, a lot of people are thinking your tenants are probably shitty. I know I would. I'm an investor. So... Yeah. Do you have an age bracket for these people? Because a seasoned investor, yeah. guys that I learned from, they're, hey, don't ever rent to people that are 18 to 23 years old. They're going to fuck up your house. Mm -hmm. Do you have an age limit? Do you have a certain vetting process? Mm -hmm. Or how does that work? For us, we don't have an age limit. We have a vetting process. And really, it's we tell them what the environment's like here. Okay. We let them know, hey, this is like the people that currently live in the house. Do you think it's a good fit? We have a video online at our website, rentsmartrentals.com, that kind of explain co-living. And they could see that and be like, not for me. And then another person will see that and be like, this is what I've been looking for. So that's what we try to do is put our marketing out there to show what exactly is going on in the house. What is this cover? And for us, it's a lot of, hey, what are you going to do with all the savings? You're probably going to spend $2,000 go renting a studio or a one bedroom. That extra thousand bucks, what are you going to do with it? And so that's what we're doing a lot of social media on. Okay, now you can go to a fancy gym like Lifetime, or you can go spend that money and go to travel, basketball, basketball oh, games, go travel, yeah. go do things. And so I think that's our mentality and the people that are coming to us are those type of people okay. that are looking to save money, but also- Especially if they're single. Exactly. Why go get an average rent is mm -hmm. 15, 1600 bucks. Plus utilities, plus, plus utilities, all, all that. Yeah. Your minimum 2000. And that's to live in the, in the trendy place or whatever the case may be. That's on the lower end place. 100%. There are some places, X out in Phoenix, when I was looking fully furnished, 3000. It's, it's really nice. I love that community, but- it's Awesome. Really 3000 for a one bedroom place. Yeah. Me and my fiance were gonna go there. Yeah. And we decided not to. I ended up buying another house. But, so a fact that, Thousand sounds crazy, bro. But this is 2023. A thousand dollars to get everything included is huge, especially if you're making three thousand bucks. Yeah, three thousand bucks a month, and you only have to pay a thousand. Mm -hmm. You and if you don't have any debt, or maybe that extra thousand allows you to pay yeah, off that debt, debt. Yeah, or, pay off student yeah. loan debt, pay off car debt, and now you can eventually, if your goal is to buy a house, you can do that. 100%. So I I just think it's a crazy community that you built, but also. A fact that there's a need for it, yeah. which is a reason why I want to get into it. So everybody knows me as a real estate guy, yeah. and this is a great way to get into rentals. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing in today's market? I own a couple Airbnbs. Mm -hmm. I manage another 15 for my clients. Yeah. I would say maybe five to seven of them are bigger houses. The majority of them are little condos. Mm -hmm. But in today's mm -hmm. world where... Everyone is still wants to get into Airbnbs. Yeah. People want to get into Airbnbs. People want to just buy long-term rentals. People are not cash flowing today. Yeah, it hard, is man. hard to hard. cash flow. So what are you seeing in today's market and how can your company help investors? Yeah. So I'm no Airbnb expert. I have been a super host for three years, but 
what I've been seeing is that you need to actually create like almost a Disneyland like experience in your house in order for it to pull the same income that was 2020, 2021. Correct. So a lot of investors are seeing this money go up and down because it's seasonal as well. Up and down, plus the ups aren't as high up as 2020, 2019, when they were just crushing it. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, okay, let me actually do these numbers. I really recommend people to actually run numbers. Don't just look at your top line revenue that you make from Airbnb. We were talking off camera. Man, fees, this fee, that fee, people breaking stuff. You just never know what's going to happen with Airbnb. And so for co-living, which what we're doing, if you have a house that's five bedrooms, six bedrooms, seven bedrooms, you can make that same type of money that you're making Airbnb, but consistent all year round without the thousand dollar plus cleaning fees with everyone going in and out, all the flips. Mm -hmm. So less wear and tear on your property. So much less wear and tear. Better quality see. tenants. Yeah, that definitely helps as well. So I think that's huge. And also the fact that it's like these houses, they're already built to do co-living. Yeah, they're already furnished. Yeah. We're talking about one of your places. They're already furnished. They're ready to go. Maybe you just add one bedroom and then boom, now you have consistent high income. income. In. And also like at the end of the day, the investors that I want to work with, they actually see the result and it's fulfilling to them when they know I'm actually helping five to six people find a place that maybe they don't can they can't afford somewhere else yeah but they absolutely love it like what makes my day is seeing my members texting me saying jesse bro like i just moved in a couple weeks ago so i want to let you know i'm best friends with this guy who lives down the hall from me thank you so much that's amazing that's that is that's still because it also shows that hey what you're doing is working and it's making an impact 100 that's what i'm so one thing i also want to touch on i know we just barely touched on your company, but mm -hmm. I want people to truly reach out to you if they have any questions, whatever the case may be. Obviously, I'm gonna be pivoting some of mine. So yes, I love that, I love that. But one thing I wanna talk about, which is crazy, you're making six figures on two houses. Mm -hmm. Why are you still working? Yeah, I would've quit. Yeah, I say that, I probably wouldn't. Right. But most people, you're making 100K mm -hmm. on two houses mm -hmm. Go travel. Yeah. Go do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Why start up another company? Why keep doing this? I think I want to touch base on this because it speaks a little bit more about who you are and who we are. But not a lot of podcasts or entrepreneurs, influencers talk about this. It's so true. And I had this battle, man. Like we've had conversations. I've called you when I was like, dude, we hit our goal. Like, for me, I worked at this for five years. I saved all that money for sales. All I wanted to do was hit six figures in passive, which nothing's passive. Another thing we should talk about, I call it semi-passive. So semi. I got to do yeah. stuff every single day, but to hit this passive income number of around six figures, and then what? We're both, the way that we got to be able to have financial independence young, why? Because we're ambitious. Mm -hmm. And then once we have that money, it's what are we going to do? Go to the beach and just hang out? I went to Mexico for a month and then I was hungover and a little sunburnt. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I can only do this for so long. Let's get back to work. Exactly. I think that's just, that just speaks to people that get there, especially at a young age. Like we're made to do more. Yeah. We're not made just to go hang out and lay around. We want to provide value. I think that's what fulfills both of us. And so for me, it's what's the next step? I think our goal in life is to have larger goals and go chase them. It's not to reach the mountaintop. It's the journey to get to that mountaintop and then realize, oh, we're only at this mountaintop. There's all these different levels. other mountaintops. Yeah, and so yeah. That's where I'm at, man. I'm like, how can I create the most, the biggest impact 
And for me, this is this is the path that I'm on right now. I agree. I like it. And another thing I like about your rental strategy and the reason why you kept moving forward is because people are taught, I was taught this way, which is why I got into real estate investing, buy five to 10 houses, put a normal tenant in there in 20 years, they're going to be paid off. And then I'm going to thank myself. Mm -hmm. But I think what something COVID taught us is life is short. Mm -hmm. Life is a lot shorter than we expect mm -hmm. and we think. And the fact that you're, even if you just had one co-living house, mm -hmm. one co-living house that maybe replaces your income, not to just, I'm not trying to say you got to get six figures, but maybe it brings in 2000 bucks or yeah. 3000 bucks a month. That allows you to do exactly what you did. You have some chips off the table. Now you could go take a risk if you want to, or maybe you don't want to take any risk. Yeah. Maybe you just you're a mom that just had a kid and you want to raise your kid yeah. for three years and you don't have to work. And what I love about this strategy is you can have one house and achieve financial freedom. Mm. If that's your goal. Yeah. And not even just financial freedom. And that doesn't mean hang around, but maybe that means you wanted to start a business. Maybe you want to, your family members are sick and you want to spend more time with them before they pass away. Maybe you want to raise your kid. There's tons of whatever you can do. Can we talk about what happened to me? Yeah, go for it. I didn't have these two houses and I got let go from that job. I never thought that would happen to me. And there's a lot of people yeah. out there who would be like, ah, oh, it never happened to me. But guess what? I went from being the top sales guy to now making being, 30, 40,000 a month when we were talking some months. Yeah, 20, sure. 30 K. Some that shit blew months. my mind until I became an agent. Yeah, I'm like, like, okay, oh. this is realistic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're going from and 20, 30 K a month yeah. to getting laid off. Yeah. So you, we truly don't know what can happen with their you life. never know, man. So I always like having a contingency plan, a backup plan, some extra income that I'm always going to be at least okay. Yeah. But then also, I want to talk about this real quick. 100K isn't the 100K that we grew up thinking it was. I don't know if you agree. Oh, it's 250 think, today. I was about to say, I think 250 is really the six figures that everyone used to talk about. 250 today. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right. I know because I made, I'm on path for 350 this year. I have no idea where I went, which is what we're going to talk about next okay. after this part. Yeah. But you're 100% correct. Yeah. 250 is the new 100K mm -hmm. this year. Totally agree. So... That's why it's if you had one co living house making two thousand bucks a month. That's twenty four thousand a year. Mm -hmm. That could pay off your debt very fast. Yeah. That can allow you to save up to maybe buy another one. Mm -hmm. Maybe pay for your kids' college fund. Whatever you decide. But one thing that I want to touch base on that I'm not a lot of people do is I want to talk about your defensive play. Okay. Your defensive play is. And for people that don't know what defense is, it's where, yes, you're making X amount of money, but your expenses were low. Mm, and even though your income went up, you're making six figures semi-passively. Yeah. Very easy to buy whatever you want. You're still driving the same car. Yeah, let's talk about it. That I met you in. Yeah. Which blows my mind because <laughs> you deserve a new car. That's If that brings you joy, cars bring me a lot of joy. So yeah. I have four. But again, this is something mm. when we first talked about, I had said, hey, in order to achieve this, I had to be very disciplined in my spending yeah. and saving. And this is where I went wrong. Mm. I 
allowed the lifestyle creep. Mm. I could have easily had so 150 to 200K in savings this year, mm -hmm. and I have zero, not zero, but I don't have that. Yeah. And it's all because of lifestyle creep. And I never understood it because I didn't make that amount of money. So the fact, I think it's God puts you in scenarios that you have to do something in order to achieve that next thing. Mm -hmm. You are making 20, 30K months where you were disciplined, you were saving that money. Yeah. So the fact, that you went from 20, 30 K months to not 20, 30 K months. Mm -hmm. It was easy for you because you didn't have crazy expenses. It's very true. I wouldn't have been able to buy two houses with traditional finance in 10 months. If I didn't live frugal and I didn't have delayed gratification. You had liquid. I had liquid, man. I had six figures of cash just laying around saying, Jesse, we probably should do something with this. And that's how I got into real estate. So hundred percent didn't keep, I didn't try to keep up with the Joneses. That's something my parents taught me. So definitely shout out to my mom and dad on that one. But yeah, just growing up, once I had my first job, I think it was like 42K was my base salary. I lived off that base salary all the way up to when I was making close to uh, $200,000 a year. <laughs> I was still living as if I was making 42. Like I remember the first time I actually, my cousins were over and I don't know why I had to check. I still don't know why, but I had a check for $20,000, $30,000 from one of my sales gigs, like commission checks. And I showed them like, dude, this is crazy. And they're like, dude, what are we going to go? What do you want to buy? And I was like, I'm just putting this all in the bank. <laughs> this is a savings. So for me, I basically always lived off of 42 to maybe 60 was the most I lived off of. Yeah. Every single commission dollar, I never took a penny. I put every single commission dollar away in the savings, knowing one day I'm going to have an investment to make, even though I didn't even know. Oh, that's crazy. And that's a good point I want to touch on. So I'm glad that we brought it up. So again, the reason why we do this podcast is to highlight businesses, highlight all the businesses in Arizona. And people that follow me, I get DMs all the time. Hey, I want to invest in real estate. The market's too bad. The interest rates are too high. I can't cash flow. A lot of my followers, they have cash and they don't know what to do with it. This is a great way to do it. So you reach out to me. I will connect you with Jesse. I'm still going to do the sale just so you know. So I'm going to make sure they, they buy it from me first. 100%. But any rent by the room strategies or questions you may have, you reach out to Jesse at Rent Smart Rentals. And again, this is a way that you can cash flow in a seven and a quarter rate market. Imagine when the rates come down, you refi to 5%. Hey, your renters are still paying the same amount. So you just upped your cash flow. But this is also the biggest opportunity for people that are wanting to get into the game. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take five to 10 rentals anymore. Yeah. It takes one to two and you're living proof. Yeah. So again, Jesse, I appreciate you coming out on the show, talking about your story, talking about your businesses. I, it means a lot to me that you took some time out of your busy schedule to come out here. Why don't you go ahead and look at the camera and let everybody know where they can find you. Absolutely. Instagram. I don't know which camera we got three. This is an amazing setup, by the way. We got Instagram at the Jesse Ray and then Growth House. If you want to follow that, we put out a new podcast, new YouTube channel. So on Instagram at, I think it's underscore the Growth House and then Rent Smart Rentals, Instagram, the Rent Smart Rental, and then online at www.rentsmartrentals.com. Cool. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you guys. And I hope you guys took very good notes. And if you didn't, it's a podcast. So go ahead and replay it. And I want to say something before you wrap up. Yeah, man. yeah. Like I was just beginning my journey 
and there was only a few people that I reached out to. I slid in a lot of DMs, man. There's only a few people that actually responded and was like willing to help. Cause I feel like we have this thought process sometimes where it's like either jealousy or competition. No, we can all win together. I just want to say, I appreciate you for being willing to answer my DM. Hey, let's go grab tacos. Let's brainstorm different strategies. That meant a lot. And you definitely were an inspiration to keep going. So I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. that for real, because that is also for the audience that's listening. If you guys have any questions, we're all about helping others. So feel free, Absolutely. reach out. That's why we're doing what we're doing. And people helped us get here. So why not us pay it forward? That's the way I learned from my mentor. So again, I appreciate you, Jesse. And thank you guys. Have a good one.